0: And well met, travelers, and welcome to the Kinky Tavern. Pull up a stool, what do you have to drink? Here we're going to talk about different aspects of kink, leather, the BDSM community, relationships within it, and so much more. All opinions voiced in this podcast are just that, opinions, and they should not be taken as fact or medical advice. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you
1: enjoy. The content that we discuss will likely be explicit. Listener discretion is advised.
0: If you want to help us improve more, you can actually sign up for our Patreon and donate to that Mm -hmm. at The
1: Kinky Tavern. And Um, you can send us questions or suggestions to any of the following. Yes. We're at The Kinky Tavern on Patreon, Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife. And that's all one word, The Kinky Tavern. We are also separately on FetLife at mdizzy, E-M-D-I-Z-Z-Y. And I am at pup
0: underscore Merlin underscore Wrecker, Mm R-E-K-K-R.
1: You can also join our Discord through our link tree or through um, messaging us and we'll send you a link. We'd love to have you engage with us and help us make this... The best place to learn about kink.
0: Yeah, and you can find us also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Almost all the places.
1: Hi, I'm Miss Dizzy.
0: And I am Pop Rucker.
1: And today we are sitting down with
0: Latex Born. Hello,
1: <laughs> welcome, welcome. Latex Born. Yes. I like that. Very sexy. Yes. <laughs>
0: Meow. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so just a bit of an intro here. Latex Born goes by he him pronouns. He is a rubbery house cat who is interested in a myriad of kinks, including pony play, jonification, hypnosis, bondage, spanking, and tickling. Latex Bourne also practices monogamy and romance, but is polyamorous in kink. He is an aspiring latex and kink model and has been involved in professional photo shoots. Look at yeah, him. I know, right?
0: <laughs> I'm jealous.
1: Yes, very nice pictures came out of those too. Yes. You have very awesome pictures up on your fat.
2: Thank you so much. It means a lot. I've been trying my best to get into the the rubbery world of uh, photo shoots. So Mm -hmm. so it's nice to have uh, my work praised. So thank you.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. I think it's so fun. I think it is just beautiful art. Beyond it being kinky and us being into kink, I think that kink art, latex art, tends to just be so much deeper i Mm -hmm. guess
2: oh i could not agree more
1: you're covering so much with the latex or with the the rope like as far as context goes you're covering so much just with that that you have to kind of be very loud in your other messages
0: yeah that's true if that
1: makes sense
0: yeah you have to make a
2: statement
1: yeah Yeah. it's i i do enjoy it because it is um it is
2: this level of where it is fairly sexual because like, like you say you are showing off your body mm-hmm. quite and it is very revealing mm-hmm. but at the same time you aren't revealing anything you're if anything you're hiding away yeah, um, you're completely so, it, so, it, so it, is, it just creates the sculpture-like um, uh, persona really and mm-hmm. uh, so even without the kink it does allow you to have, make some really pretty pictures out of it I just say I do like the kink side of it as well as very fun. <laughs> but, but yeah, I do enjoy when I'm doing photo shoots, I do enjoy the sculpturesque stuff as well as the um the kink specific um shooting.
1: Yes, I've seen some videos that just they look like I think they're in full head to toe latex and they are just moving around, you know, posing and stuff. They look like living sculptures, like living statues. Mm-hmm. Yeah it's just beautiful mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right so if you were to arrive at the kinky tavern and see a menu with all the kinks you could ever imagine which would you order can all
2: of them be an option
1: <laughs> yes. sure
2: no 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 uh, of I, I wouldn't i would go for all of them that that would take a while to prepare <laughs> <laughs> I, I think latex is always going to be my main course. Right. Mm-hmm. I, while I've started to explore kink without it, especially with hypnosis, latex is always going to be a core to what I enjoy doing because it's absolutely such essential material. And especially when you're pairing it with um, other um, kinks like tickling, is a very good example of that. Mm-hmm. It just heightens mm-hmm. the sensation. Yeah. I bet. Um. Yeah. But also put a nice, healthy healthy dollop of hypnosis on the side, because um, it's one of those other kinks which go very well with um, yeah. a lot of other kinks. Stuff that I'm into, stuff that I'm not. Mm-hmm. So it just allows me to, it would allow me to explore so much more.
1: Definitely. I love that. Yeah, hypnosis is so, like, I've really only been looking into it since we started talking. And it's been very casual looking into it because yeah. I haven't, I, I'm not interested in it myself, but it's interesting to me as a subject. But yeah, it's so interesting because it's so versatile, I guess is what I was trying to say. Yeah,
0: you can do so much with mm. it and you can add it to pretty much any other kink. Mm-hmm. Um, So it's very, it's just like an adage to something else you're doing more. Mm-hmm it could be the main focus on hypnosis and then you just add in all this other stuff as well so definitely
1: it
2: absolutely is. like I have got um I've had some hypnosis scenes which is effectively just um an awareness of how good you could be feeling right now it's almost not even kinky it's just bringing an awareness of good emotions good feelings yeah that's and it's it's almost spiritual in a way sometimes how it can um come about but then you have also got this um this complete other side of it where like I've got a cat space trigger which mm-hmm. can set off my kitten space um and you can and I know people have drone triggers that will set off their drone headspace and you can have so much many different aspects of it. like you can even set make b- mental bondage mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which is very fun to do to people especially if they um they don't realize you've done it of course (laughs) consensually always consensually right very funny um to do
1: (laughs) yes i kind of that's interesting i hadn't really thought of mental bondage excuse me mental bondage as hypnosis i guess i always kind of thought of it as just like your rules i i own you and because i own you you're going to follow these rules kind of thing
2: oh no 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 so in this instance i mean literally um say your submissive is on a chair mm-hmm. uh with um armrests one of the things that you, you can do is um basically apply some pressure to that this is how I do it anyway um I apply some pressure to the submissive hands mm-hmm. and wrists and just while I'm doing some hypnotic patter talking about I'm, I'm going into my hypnobus I'm not going to do that just in case <laughs> um but applying uh some pressure to the hand and talking about that pressure. Right. And you might comment that um, even as this pressure wanes as I remove my hand, you might still feel yourself trying to move away from the armrest, but unable to um, move away. And the harder you try and move, the harder it is to get off the head, the um, armrest. And when you're out of trance, suddenly you just can't move that arm mm-hmm. because your brain is telling you that you you can't move it oh, and it is fascinating so fascinating i would yeah. love to know the science behind it because i genuinely do not know right um, i mean it's such and a and complex one of subject things, yeah and it is one of those things where if you move the arm physically move the arm for the person they will immediately gain control again mm-hmm. but oh. while they are in that position they literally cannot move whatever you've told them they can't move and it is very enjoyable to do and it, it means that you can do some essentially some kind of complex bondage scenes right. without actually u- utilizing any equipment mm-hmm. just the power of the mind it, it is so interesting to me um, that you can do that
1: definitely that is beyond fascinating it makes me wonder if that would be a good like step between going into rope if for someone that was afraid to you know for the restriction and the safety features of rope and stuff
0: yeah or if someone like has problems with being restrained physically Mm -hmm. um if they have like a trigger with that or an issue with that then doing it with just hypnosis that'd be i mean it's still but you'd still have to test it out and figure out how well that affects the person Mm -hmm.
1: but
0: that's a it's a good option rather than so
1: interesting yeah so on the subject of hypnosis have you found that there are some people who are more susceptible or less susceptible to it? 100% yes. Um,
2: I have mostly um, been a hypnotist for people who are more experienced as a sub than me in okay. hypnosis. So they are fairly well attuned with hypnosis. And in some cases, I am basically just able to say, you know that trance like, state that you go into? Just <laughs> go into it right now. And drop something like that.
1: Very- like, well. I
2: can almost be as... Um, fluid as that with Mm -hmm. getting someone to start the trance but then there are other people who I've attempted to do hypnosis at it at the class I attend we do a effectively a open session at the end of the class Mm -hmm. where you can suggest scenes so I've done scenes with people at my local class Mm -hmm. where they might have never tried hypnosis before and it will be a simple induction into a basic trance and then bring the person back up again. And sometimes it's just because they don't know they've been into trance. Mm-hmm. So they they just get anxious themselves and go, oh, am I in trance? I don't know. And kind of bringing themselves out of it by over worrying about it. Yeah. Sometimes it's just a internal trust issue. They don't want to go under, which is completely valid. Other times it's just they don't believe it will happen. Mm-hmm. which is a part of hypnosis is you've got to be willing to let it happen yeah the first time I went under it was I just didn't really know until I was brought back up then I realized oh this feels different I I wasn't with it for a minute there
1: mm-hmm. well, that's
2: kind of how I felt Some if some people feel differently to that some people are more aware of what happens when they're in trance right um, and, yeah, and some people just can't get it. That's completely valid. Some people can feel slightly different, but some people can go full deep into trance and allow the suggestibility of hypnosis to come through.
1: That is so cool, though, that, like, how psychology works.
0: Just how the brain works Yeah, that's what I mean, I mean yeah. That's, that's what you're doing. You're just manipulating the brain to think itself into something.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and effectively. So and mm-hmm. a lot of the things that I know of hypnosis come from just I guess what I'd call basic knowledge, like common knowledge, mm-hmm. myths you hear and stuff like that. So I could be absolutely wrong and that's why I'm asking.
2: Yeah.
1: So I was wondering one of the things that I had heard is that when you're under hypnosis your brain still will not allow you to do anything that would be like beyond your own limits.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Is that yeah, true? Yeah. Or is 100%. That...
2: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: it is. Uh, fundamentally,
2: if you will not do it, in a theoretical situation, if I put Put Racket into a trance right now and mm-hmm. said, um, stab, um, stab Mr. Z in the, in the face, I very much doubt that Racket would actually do that sure. without hypnosis. So that is not something that could happen. It is is this common trope in films and in media that hypnosis is used for evil. And it can certainly be used to influence people. Right. um, But it's in the ways that it's practised in kink. No, if you you are 100% against doing something, you're unlikely to do it. It doesn't say that it can be misused. Right. I had an incident where when I first got my cat space trigger, I'd actually got it without hypnosis. It was, I'd done a custom to someone, mm-hmm. and the mantra, the, the particular mantra that I say, kind of just came out and it kind of happened by self hypnosis mm-hmm. almost. That's kind I, of my self, because I was in my kitty cage, I was in my cat gear, it just happened. Mm-hmm. Nice. And um, I had a situation where I'd, after a class, um, uh, after a, a rope class or things, and where I was with talking about it with one of my friends, and we both had small alcohol It was after the class. We weren't doing any kink. We were just having a couple of drinks and talking. Right. But the problem had been is I didn't realise it was a proper trigger mm-hmm. at that point, and uh, my friend was finding it funny that the, that this trigger was getting me flustered and stuff like that (laughs) so and and it 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 just meant that actually that my consent event did get violated because actually had I have been fully conscious of it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would I definitely did not want that and I I did call red on it because I needed him to stop yeah because he was I got into cat space for like 30 seconds Mm -hmm. I was cat and then I I brought myself out of it but it's one, it, and it made me have one of the very few experiences of proper sub drop that I've ever had.
1: Oh, oh wow. It was,
2: it was seriously not expected. It, it yeah. floored me for like that evening. Right, um, I'm sure. Yeah, but yeah, so, so it, it, it can happen. Like that's the sort of situation that I think could occur, where fundamentally the thing is the thing that I like doing. I like going into cat space and with consenting partners. They can be using my kitty face trigger all they like, because since then I've installed, I've had with the help of a friend of mine installed some safeties into it. Excellent. So now, even when the trigger is said, I still have control of it. Mm-hmm. So if it is not an appropriate situation to do so, I will not repeat my repeat my mantra and go into cat space.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, or even if it is appropriate for me to save a trigger. I might not get fully into cat space, I'll just feel a little dash of pleasure. Mm-hmm. Or I can go fully into space if it's like, like it, if the situation is appropriate. So you can, you can install safeties to make sure that it is safe. And there will always be occasions where it can go wrong. But that is the case with any kink, any oh, kink activity we do can suck up and go wrong
1: yeah yeah we all carry that risk and we accept it Mm -hmm. when we participate in kink of any kind
2: yeah fundamentally it's from my experience you can't tell someone to do or influence someone to do something they 100% would not do right um as part of hypnosis you can do you could implement cnc into into that sort of thing where you've negotiated that you might bully or gaslight into the hypnosis stuff that they quote unquote wouldn't want to do Mm -hmm. but of course that is negotiated prior to that so Mm -hmm. it is still consenting the person still wants to do it even if it's come about in a roundabout
1: way right absolutely that's super interesting so you've used the hypnosis in your dronification as well right i have
2: and unfortunately with this side of things mostly as a top Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't experienced much drone space in myself, but I have done a number of droneification scenes as, as as installing drone space into another person.
1: Very cool. So, for our listeners, just like from the beginner stance, not not necessarily vanilla, but you know, mm-hmm. almost. Could you explain what droneification is? So, droneification is, in fact, it has been
2: described to me before as. Objectification without humiliation. It's where a a human being is put into this position of effectively a drone, um, a mindless thing mm-hmm. that is um, utilized as part of a greater collective to do a particular thing. Um, for example, I would place it as a kinky Borg hive, effectively from Star Trek. It is a kink version of the Borg Collective, effectively. Nice. Um, the Borg where... kind of kinky. <laughs> I mean, yes, but I have feelings about the ball but are very connected. <laughs> <to my laughs> but it is effectively a kinky version of that. Right. There is a connotation towards latex and gas masks, although you don't need latex, you don't need a gas mask to join a collective mm-hmm. join a hive i know many a drone who have no such gear that they are welcomed in as just as open arms as uh, those in full rubber mm-hmm. um, that's awesome
1: yeah it's yeah kind of like in is, pet play you don't need the gear but yeah. it makes it fun 100 yeah <laughs> you don't need you don't need i mean you gear. can have fun without it but like it just makes it it's it like adds, dress up yeah it adds to
0: the experience yeah
1: exactly so yeah, typically a
2: person who is into dronification might be part of a hive. Mm-hmm. That might be as small as, say, a group of friends or a polycule or even just one other person.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but it could be as grand as one of the large hives out there. There are a couple that I know of. One of them is called um, the corpse and the other, which I'm part of, is called hex Mm-hmm. Um, and they are ran by a hive mistress or a hive leader, an administrator, and they are kind of like the group dominant almost. But they're it's really just a, a symbolic head. They're, there's mm-hmm. there's no real dynamic apart from in a small number of cases where they do genuinely have a um, relationship with a drone, which is mm-hmm. fair enough. Um, but it's just a nice way to meet fellow drones. Mm -hmm. um I've met one of my play partners through it um
1: very nice um
2: yeah so it's and it's just a great way to meet new people um who like beeping and booping
1: (laughs) very fun that sounds awesome I actually have a good friend that showed interest in dronification one of my play partners and so I've been kind of looking into it and I believe that you were the one that sent me the Hexcore website Mm -hmm. and so I was checking them out and it does
0: oh, yeah. seem like a very yeah. I did interesting. I did some preliminary looking, and it was very. I didn't. Yeah, it was very different. I mean, mm-hmm. it's new because I I haven't really done any research. I don't really know much about it, but it's very interesting, and I, I'm I don't know. how I'm kind of interested in it. Yeah. Just as
2: it, it's it's yeah. certain, it looks intimidating when you first look at it because there is this whole role play element to it. We all like on the we have a Discord server where. All of the uh, drones who are part of the official Hive But and, and it's, it's semi well played. There are elements of it where, for example, when users go offline because they want to go to bed or something like that, they, they go into the hibernation chambers of the server. So they, they literally go offline on, mm-hmm. on the physical server for a number of hours. Hmm. You can have add ons on it where, as you interact on the server, your battery goes down. So I uh, I believe it's at 30% battery, your Discord messages start glitching. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. my goodness. That's crazy. Yeah. That's they so- they have even um uh, banned several jokingly banned um the phrases good morning, because it just came an in in-joke with um um a bunch of drones, just stuff like that. And uh-huh. the words think and thinking are of course banned on the server because right a drone doesn't goes. think. Drones do not think. No, mm-hmm. no, no, it's I am allowed special dispensation to say that because mm-hmm. I'm on a podcast now. <laughs> she cares. I'm joking on that much, but yeah, on on it's literally banned on the surface. You right. You ca- um unless you put you can't they they have specific red, green and uh amber um, emojis, if you put those in your message, then it will stop all text stuff from appearing. And it just means you can type a message if you need to regular mm-hmm. role play. but it's it's not heavy role play like yeah. you, you can just talk with your friends it, it's in you know, a mildly um um set server which is nice
1: that's awesome i probably should have asked this closer to the beginning but we got in such a good conversation i didn't want to interrupt it if you don't mind saying how long have you been in the community where did you start kind of thing when did you get into latex
2: so, um, I've been active in the community um, for two years. Um, I chose the worst two years to join because yeah, mm-hmm. right, COVID um, stopped anything right, yeah. from happening until uh, the middle of 2021. Right. I've been online active in my local community all through lockdown as best as I could. And since July 2021, I've been going to the many of the munches and all of the hypnosis and rope classes that I can get to. Nice. As well as um quite a few of the Birmingham Bazaar Bazaar
1: yeah. um
2: cake markets and play parties.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Those are so- um,
2: yeah. They are very fun. Um, and yeah, I have been into LaTeX since I was 13, 14, roughly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I found it through of all places um a YouTube a YouTube video by uh, Bondage Liberation, where Elise Graves and uh, a number of other dominants were going to the Studio Gum uh, shop in mm-hmm. either Germany or Austria. I keep on forgetting which country it is, but yeah, and just me as a thirteen-year-old kid, not really knowing what any of this stuff was, but right. and it it was completely not completely it was heavy rubber content, but there was no nudity there was nothing like that in it right but just watching elise graves getting put into heavier and heavier bits of um rubber and just making these very happy noises (laughs) no orgasmic or anything just she was very happy i i just knew i had to get into some of that stuff That is Um, so so i i got my first piece of latex when i was 17 shouldn't have done that really but I didn't share it on the internet or anything like that. It was just my personal consumption. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I got my first piece of latex at 17, which i still got, I think, somewhere. I think I've still got it. Um, just a latex vest. And as soon nice. as I turned 18, I went, hello, local community, I want to come out and play. And I tried Very to awesome. do that. Yeah.
1: Very awesome. So how do you feel like in the community that you're in? And of course, it's different everywhere and different based on... When you come in, etc. How do you feel that young people are? Are they welcomed with open arms? Are they kind of held at arm's length?
2: I think we are. Um, I'm one of the younger people in my group because mm. Bessie. I'm in in the local group um, community. Um, there's kind of two groups. Mm-hmm. There's the over roughly the over twenty fives, and the 18 to 24s the 18 to 24s are mostly in the a an unofficial combined um society Uh uh-huh um i think in america that's fraternities i think i don't know if you call them basically university and college group yeah Uh uh-huh um um, and it's so it's unofficial but it officially doesn't exist right Um, but but it's uh but a lot of the 18 to 24, 25s who are in university are in that group um, but we don't and there's they basically keep themselves to themselves but they occasionally go to the other launches, mm-hmm. um before going off to do their own events and then there is the kind of a 25 and up group mm-hmm. who kind of meet separately I actually joined the community via the 25 and ups people because it's not official uh-huh. And I, I just joined in via that crowd. So I'm one of the younger people in that group. But I was still welcomed in with the same open arms. I had a a couple of the um, the members kind of try to put me under their wing just to make sure that I knew um, that I was safe and that there yeah. was... Because there was a couple of bad eggs in the community. They basically said, yeah, ignore them. They are toxic. Right. Um, That's good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Fact, yeah. It was very good. I... I I say thankfully, but they mostly prey prey preyed on young women, which mm-hmm. I don't fit that demographic. But right. was good that there was that warning anyway, yes. so at the very least, I can warn people in the future not to go right. near them. Absolutely, but, yeah. So it's it's ended up now. I'm I'm in the community, so to speak. Now it doesn't really matter that I'm slightly younger. I'm just one of the people who go there.
1: That is so cool. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that.
0: It's always nice to hear communities like that, open, accepting, it doesn't matter who you are or what age you are.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I think it's
1: really important, especially being young, but at any age coming into a new community to have somebody that if they don't take you under their wing, at least like, you know, give you the whispers of that person's a little off, a little toxic, don't talk to them kind of thing. I think that's really important.
0: Internal safeguarding.
1: Yeah
2: yeah it's, it's a good experience I've had with my community and I think that because there's a nice mix of classes and events and mm-hmm. um, uh, just general munches. the events are, tend to be a little harder for um, younger people to get to because um, unfortunately the local dungeon is the local dungeon is, is actually not in the city it's about 20-30 minutes drive away and it's oh. not very accessible by bus or mm-hmm. oh. anything like that um, and the only other done kind of kink accepting place is a swingers club oh, which yeah. is which is tw- over 21 um but only because of the bar right. which considering most kinksters will not drink during a kink event right. Right. I could just like I'm I'm 20 now. I could just not drink. But it's so it, it does make for me the events slightly hard to get to, but thankfully Excellent. I've got friends who can carpool. Cool. And hopefully from the time it's recording this time tomorrow, I will be driving, hopefully. <laughs> Excellent. Um, but we'll see how our test goes. But yeah, events are harder to get to for younger people and people who can't drive. Yeah. But the classes are in right in the city centre, the munches are dotted all over the city, and it's a small city anyway, so mm-hmm. it's very easy for people to get to.
1: Very awesome. Oh, I had something in mind and now it left me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had gorgeous. it already in my brain. Let me think. Hold on.
0: <laughs>
1: Maybe we could use the power
2: of hypnosis to pull it out of your brain.
1: <laughs> there we go. <laughs>
2: I mean that's that's delving into the realm of hypnotherapy which is a whole other thing oh yeah um you should not do kink hypnosis as therapy at all right
1: absolutely understand that yeah Yeah. I mean we've done even we've delved into psychological type play that honestly probably could be used in therapeutic technique but there is
2: some Mm -hmm. stuff that is one of my my friends who does do kinky hypnosis is actually a hypnotherapist as well very um, cool. and so we've had some discussions about that and it is interesting to see yeah some of the stuff that is can be used can be used to, for trauma mm-hmm. can kind of be used for kinky hypnosis but very very carefully because of course the, the whole purpose of the hypnotherapy is to is to draw out the trauma Right. with kink you're just playing mm-hmm. so it, it is I cannot condone it I cannot say it I can say it exists right but as a casual practitioner of kinky hypnosis I cannot confirm that that is a good idea to do mm-hmm. I cannot recommend it
1: it's just so interesting because like I knew that hypnosis as a kink existed but I only know of one person by name by you know that i could search up right now i only know of one person aside from you that does hypnosis yeah in kink yeah. or any in any context it, honestly yeah it's
0: not really a thing that's very common. well i haven't really heard of it at all in our community
1: mm-hmm. um, Well, but he said his community has like that's it's rope it's, and hypnosis right the well, it's
2: not, as as in fact the hypnosis is very new it's it started up with lockdown um and ah. it, it the first i went the the first um mind play monthly meet as called uh was yeah it was the september 2021 mm-hmm. um but it's it was done by imagine Matrix, who's been on the scene for a couple of years in the uk doing a uh, very hot um erotic porn uh, mm-hmm. and hypnotic porn it's very fun to watch, and she's a very talented hypnotist. Um, mm-hmm. uh, along with her partner Sinister, and they've been running this um, mind mind Play class, and it's been, but it's very interesting because it was a kink that I was not aware of. I was basically just going through it originally, just to uh, meet up with one of my fr- uh, t- friends now play partner, and just just to see what it was about, and right. Like, yeah,
1: it really opens some doors. It's very fun. I definitely think that joining a community when you're interested in this type of thing is it does open a lot of doors and it oh, yeah. helps you find other kinks that you may not have ever thought about. Yeah. Yeah. It's like
2: my motto with Kink is apart from a couple of exceptions, um, I will try anything once.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um I will I'm open to trying most things once. And usually that'll give me enough of the flavour to know whether I like it or not. There's I have a, a few small limits there, so like I'm confident that I don't want to get pooped on. Great. Quite confident there, and and I'm and I'm not a big fan of little play. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not my thing. I don't really want to explore that too much. I've I've delved on the edge of it with a couple of my friends, but it's not my game. I I have no interest in age play as a bottom. Mm-hmm.
1: With that. No hate. But yeah, it's not for yeah, everybody. It's
2: Yep, yeah, it's not for everyone. It's not for me. But but mm-hmm. like, I will if there's a king out there, I will try it once. Fire play. I would love to try that mm-hmm. once because I am ninety nine percent sure I will try it and then go red. This is not for me, <laughs> but I'll try it.
1: Right. I'll Absolutely. Try it. I love that because it it really does help you. Explore a lot of places that you may not otherwise want to explore. Yeah, definitely. It's
2: how I discovered that I actually quite like impact play because I really hate being hit.
1: Mm-hmm. But
2: so I will be very obviously in quite a bit of discomfort during the impact play. Scene, but as soon as I've been hit, as soon as that pain is gone, oh, the sensation afterwards is delicious. Mm-hmm. I can so, good, so it's so good. Like I can run for. I can grimace through the pain to, to get that little afterglow. I, right. I, I think because I know some people who are genuine masochists who will, they right. love that pain. Right. Yes. And it's fascinating because, yeah, I, I hate pain. I am fundamentally
1: against it, but I will happily get beaten with a crop right. because of that
2: masochistic afterwards.
1: Definitely. I think that's a lot of, for a lot of people that do impact, mm-hmm. I think they do kind of squarely fall into those two categories either masochist, yeah or living for that afterglow
0: yep mm. i'm very much a masochist mm-hmm. but it also depends on the type of pain too because there are some things that work for me some things that don't so mm-hmm. everybody's different
1: definitely mm. okay would you like to or would you mind getting into some listener questions with us 100 okay um i think we covered several of them. So I'll shout out that uh, negative romance also gave us some questions. However, I believe we covered both of them already. (laughs) So then Baretti Prison Girl Jessica has asked us, what are some good resources to look at dronification and hypnosis if we are interested in these kinds of play?
2: So um, the biggest place I've gone for for is actually Hexport. That's where I discovered it. Mm -hmm. So if you're interested in the rough idea of dronification, um, the HexCorp website is a very good one to look at. I think the URL is www.hexcorp.com. It might be .co.uk, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those two. If you search HexCorp, you'll find it. I'll put a link um, on the description. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh, of course. Just look in the link, or just look in the link below. <laughs> there you go. Sorted. The only real um, place I can I can personally recommend for donification. That's where I discovered it. Mm-hmm. I, I was just, I found um, Hex Latex's Twitter and I just went from there. Um, for hypnosis, most of my learning has come in person at the um, Imagine Metrics's classes. Mm-hmm. However, I have been listening to a podcast called The Two Hip Chicks. That's a very good guide for hypnosis There's quite a few episodes now, ranging back a couple of years. Right. In each episode, they give an example of the trance they've been doing, mm-hmm. uh, or the, the type of trance they've been talking about. And it is, I mean, they, they also reference more of, their, um, more of their own personal research in their podcast, for you to go and look at more information. So mm-hmm. that's where I've learned most of my stuff, is either practical stuff in class, or yeah, from Two Hip
1: Chicks. Sweet. Are there any other resources you'd like to shout out kink-wise?
2: In regards to those two, not particularly. Most of my my exploration has been in person, just from doing, rather Mm -hmm. than Mm -hmm. any specific research resources. I've used podcasts like Off the Cuffs, The Kinky Tavern, as educational resources. That's where I've learned about new stuff mostly, rather than books and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, just podcasts, two hip chicks. The Kinky Tavern, which I believe we're on right now. Not 100% sure. Uh,
1: I've heard of that. It sounds familiar. Off the Cuffs
2: and the Dildogs are the ones that I mostly listen to. Yeah. Go and check all of those
1: lovely places out. Awesome. Uh, Pandemonium asked, Is inducing hypnosis the same as inducing a trance for someone?
2: Yes. it's um, Part of hypnosis is inducing a trance. Hypnosis is the whole thing. It's so the thing that you go and do a scene on is hypnosis.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: One of the first things you are likely to do in a hypnosis scene is induce trance.
1: Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And he also asked uh, what a person in hypnosis obey if instructed to cross a hard limit, and you kind of touched or we talked about that earlier. Yeah.
2: So I I would say if it was a genuine hard limit. Mm-hmm. Um, unless it was negotiated prior to the scene I very much doubt that someone would um, like I said due to my experience it is possible that things that aren't necessarily a limit but it can cross the wrong wires in your brain and you can, you might do a thing that you like in an inappropriate situation right. like what happened to me and this trigger yes. but no, you you, you shouldn't if you really don't want to do it you're not going to do it
1: yeah awesome cool and last listener question we've got a couple of questions after that but um last listener question is moon goddess and she is actually one of our new patreons so thank you so much moon goddess for becoming a patron on patreon yes
0: thank you (laughs) she
1: asks not sure how to word the question but I'd like to hear more about your cat side. I am a fan of kitties. Meow. Meow. I'm a
2: fan of kitties too. <laughs> <laughs> Me
1: too. I love them. Yeah. So,
2: um, I'm a kitty. Um, it's I'm one of the few male kitties I know. I think there are others out there, but, uh-huh. um, yeah, I am a kitty. I'm not sure where to go with that.
1: <laughs> um, oh, that's awesome. We actually do have a few um, male cats in our male cats and non-binary cats in our uh, yeah. community. Not necessarily the community we attend, but the community at large. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, we've got a pretty yeah. big pet play community at our, in our yeah. local community, so it's
1: it's really cool. Yeah. So, do you often wear your latex when you're kidding out? It is
2: actually a fundamental part of how I cat play. Oh, nice. um, I got into it through my, in a non-hypnotic non-hypno- way, mm-hmm. through my now partner. Um, she introduced me to the whole cat play thing because um, she liked it as an aesthetic. Mm-hmm. I kind of liked it as an aesthetic. And I just went with that and I started exploring it because I tried pot play. wasn't really for me. Mm-hmm. But I still liked the idea of animal role play. So yeah. I, I thought I like cats. I'm a cat person. <laughs> oh, I am literally a cat person. You're a cat person. Ah, a cat um, So yeah. So <laughs> for me, my latex kitty hood is, and my collar, are non-hypnotic anchors into pet space for me. Mm-hmm. When I'm wearing my um, cat, my kitty hood and my collar, it is a very easy way for me to slip into headspace.
1: Right. I
2: can still be a human if I need to. So if I'm in a shoot. Um, or if I'm just with other people I'm saying at the BBB Mm -hmm. I can be in full cat gear and I can be humaning I generally have a little bit of a cat-like swagger to me because being a kitty is awesome right Uh, but I don't need to be on all fours meowing but it is when the situation allows me to be a a, on all fours meowing it's a very easy way for me to
1: get to that space. that's very cool I love Um, it it's awesome um, and I should just
2: say as well like with uh we mentioned with drainification earlier you do not need um gear to get into cat space Mm -hmm. it's just how it happened for me you can get into any sort of pet space by just going on the floor and barking or meowing or mooing or yipping whatever Mm -hmm. animal you want to be
1: just have a try (laughs) totally agreed actually funny story we were at a kink event a few weeks ago and we were talking about what pet I would be, what animal I would be if I were a pet player, mm-hmm. and someone mentioned a caracal cat, which is like a, a larger domesticated wildcat kind of thing, if that makes any sense. Okay, like I can see that, that's fair. Kind of like a savannah cat. So I, I, we actually are going to like try and do that soon. And I don't have any gear um, yet, uh, but you know, you don't need gear. We're just going to try it out and see how it works. Yeah. I I hope it works. I hope I hear all about it on the uh,
2: discord or something like that.
1: Yes, mm. I will definitely share how it goes. Yes. I've just I've never done any type of animal roleplay as the animal side. You know, I've always been the handler. So, so um, with your pet play, you have started doing yes. events. Yes. Yes,
2: I have.
1: And I believe you said it was a petting zoo.
2: So, yes, at the aforementioned BBB this March, mm-hmm. I am going to be running alongside a lovely pro friend of mine uh, and a whole myriad of, um, of adorable pets, including kittens, puppies, foxes, and even a raccoon. Ooh. Um, we're, we're running a little petting zoo um, at, the, at this event um where it's and it's basically it's based around um inclusivity in the the pet play community because so much sadly so much of the pet play community especially in the uk can be quite cliquey
1: between
2: the um in particular with the gay male pup community yeah um and it, it it's getting better um and one of the things that I, I I'm doing it, it kind of coincides with the lovely scruff pup who is the sash wife to the puppy UK 2022. Um, I'm, so I've unofficially teamed up with her to just just promoting pet play within inclusivity within pet play. Um, uh, awesome. with her bark against campaign. Um, so yeah, it's it's just. It'll be a nice little place where we can introduce pet play to new folks into the community and folks who are interested in pet play, showcasing a couple of um, very cute demos that we've got planned. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just allowing lovely people in the local area to come and give pets some switches.
1: Fantastic. And just for my own personal question here, are there any virtual options to participate in that? Um,
2: unfortunately, no, because it's, uh, it's, it's unfortunately, it's run by, it's, we've been effectively invited by the BBB to do this. It is is just a in-person event, there is going to be disability, um, access available for the, um, demo during the day, we're hosting a 20 minute demo during the, the party, Mm-hmm. Um, that is on the ground floor which is a free access to anyone who is unable to climb any stairs anything like that that is free entry to the market for them mm-hmm. um, and then anything else is on the top floors i'm afraid which the the club lift is broken at the moment so um <laughs> oh i did actually
1: get. read i did read that on the i went to the bbb vet life and read that i'm sorry
2: yeah, no, it's a sh- it is a shame, but it's unfortunately with COVID and all that, there's only so much money they can spend on all this. Oh, but absolutely. They're doing that. They are making the best they can. They've In fact, the best thing they've done is the after party used to just be on one floor. Mm-hmm. But put, at first, because of COVID, they had to do it over multiple floors. Once COVID had eased and restrictions were eased. But now it's meant that even with no real restrictions anymore, it means we've now got two two amazing floors of um, play. We've got the big impact play area downstairs with all the equipment, mm-hmm. and then it means upstairs there's a nice rope area. There's a whole area for littles to go and play. There's a little pet play area, and there's a place for classes and workshops, which is where we're gonna be hosting our petting zoo in the evening.
1: That sounds so amazing. When are we
2: moving to the UK, sweetie? <laughs>
1: It's going to be a minute. It's going to be a minute.
2: (laughs) We do have a nice little community and it certainly helps that we aren't um, hours away from any other major location. Like I am in the centre of the country right now. I'm an hour from Birmingham. I'm three hours from London. I'm three hours from three, four hours from Edinburgh and Newcastle, which are big kink centres in the UK. Um, sadly, where I am is very, not very latexy. I'm one of three latex people that I know in the local area. But yeah, it is, it's a good place to be kinky.
1: That is so cool. Yeah. So we are definitely gonna throw some links up for BBB and for Scruff Pop. Yes, definitely. And
0: uh, I, their I already,
1: campaign.
0: We already follow them on Twitter, but um, yeah, I will definitely go through because I didn't know about that. I didn't really know about their campaign i just looked it up real quick and yes i am 100 percent behind that
1: yeah it, sounds, yeah it sounds a lot like some stuff that <clears throat> we would definitely get behind yes so very cool thank you so much for sharing all of that yeah was there anything else you wanted to touch on um i
2: think we've touched on everything yeah
1: okay fantastic i like to get all the things touched
2: so <laughs> <laughs> <How> do i <laughs> yes. This this petting zoo is not an excuse for me to get touched everywhere. Oh,
1: not, not at all. There. No, no, no. Pets wouldn't do that. Wouldn't manipulate Never. petting them. Never. <laughs> so, where can people find you online if they want to follow you?
2: Okay, I am at Life at Latex Born. I'm on Twitter as Born Latex, and I'm on Instagram as Latex Born Model.
1: So easy, love it. Nice. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's all we've got for today. Yeah. I want to thank you so much for being on the cast. Did you have a daddy joke ready, Daddy?
0: I actually do.
1: Yay! Good job. Mm-hmm. I did not check before the cast, so I'm like, <laughs> I, I
0: did a little look real quick before. Good. We actually started recording, so okay.
1: um,
0: if I can just find it on my phone because it's here somewhere. <laughs> all right, I've got it. All right, let's have it. It's going to be really bad. It's always really bad. It's always really bad.
2: <laughs> I am waiting with great anticipation.
1: <laughs> oh, yes,
0: of course. That's, that's, that's the whole thing. You got to do that. All right. What do you call someone who comes to your home and teaches you things about sexual organs? A privates tutor. <laughs> <laughs>